Hello everybody, welcome back to We'll Start Tomorrow. My name's Michael Knight, with me is my able-bodied co-host, Bradley Can. Hey, hello. Hello, how's it going? Yeah, not bad, mate, you? Yeah, not too bad. Um, how you been? Yeah, yeah, not bad, just working, uh, trying to do some bits for the podcast, and generally enjoying life. What about yourself? Um, work mostly. Yeah. I haven't really had much chance to do very much, although after the last uh, podcast, uh, I did uh, go out and see Pixies at Plymouth Pavilions. Oh, how was that? Awesome. Yeah. You know, it's like, um, I don't know if you've ever seen like a, a really old band that you used to like, you've never seen them live, and then finally get around to it, and it's years after they've been sort of like big. Past their best before days. Past their best, they've had several breakups, they've, they've reunited after all this time, maybe put out a couple of albums that weren't as good. But as a live show, they were they were awesome. Well, that's good to hear, because yeah, inevitably a lot of bands who reform often and do it for the wrong reasons monetary is quite a big thing and their hearts just aren't in it yeah I mean if I was a band and I was well if I was in a band and I was reuniting I'd consider money the right reason to be <laughs> honest with you <laughs> money is the answer to, to most things these days yeah that's true but no they, they were really good they played all my favourite songs oh, except they? for Hangwire they didn't play Hangwire no I really like that one it's a really short one but I really like it but they played a lot of their new stuff as well from their new album and their, their, their first two albums after reuniting not that great I mean, the second one was sort of like serviceable, but this recent one, uh, Beneath the Irie, really good album. Oh, I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah, yeah, I'd see them again. Well, hopefully you get to. Hopefully that's not going to be the end of end of their touring. Better not be. They've been down to Plymouth before. I don't think I've ever seen them advertised I've, playing. I don't. I don't remember them ever coming down this way. But then I'm not very good at sort of like keeping an eye out for who's playing where. Mm. So uh, only I just went online and thought uh, there's got to be a website somewhere that um, tells me when my favourite bands are playing. Um, I'm not going to plug them. But <laughs> I found one, and then uh, mind you, because it based on your location, you get like emails saying, "Oh, a band's playing near you in Woolwell, which is a tiny little corner of Plymouth." I think I use the same app as you, but quite often mine are, are playing in Bristol. Yeah, it's usually yeah. the closest place to me because not a lot of people come down to Plymouth to to play, which is a shame. Well, yeah, I mean, you do get some big ones there, but nothing I really care about to be mm-hmm. honest with you. But hey ho, got to see Pixies, so that's, uh, that's a tick off my bucket list. Oh. Nice. So what are we doing this week? So what have you uh, got for me? <laughs> I suppose what you've said there quite nicely ties in with uh, with the theme of today's episode, which is nostalgia. Yeah. Because as you were saying there, you sometimes often romanticise things from the past in your memories, and um, sometimes when you revisit these things, uh, they're not always as good as they were the first time around. Yeah. I used to love nostalgia. Ha <laughs> ha! Hey. That was a joke. That was a terrible pun. So uh, I did have one question for you, if we're thinking about nostalgia, and that was, if you had the option to, uh, would you rather return to your body as a child, so that would be back in the 80s, but you get to retain all the memories that you've got now, or return to your body as a child in the present day, but your your mind's wiped, you're just a kid again, and you you experience everything but in in the present day rather than returning? Huh. Both options would have their challenges. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think the trouble with the second option is it's basically you've been killed and replaced 
Yeah. By a young clone. So I guess the problem with that, although it's basically like you're wiping the slate clean, but you can't really enjoy it as yourself. So I think I'd have to go for the first option. So that what was that? That was returning to Re- the... Returning to your body in you know your, your actual childhood, so back in the 80s. Yeah. I think I'd do a lot different. Well, yeah, especially if you had your memories from now. I mean, it would be a terrible grind which would possibly drive you insane whilst you're um, getting through your formative years and... Uh... Roger, imagine knowing that you had to wait another 10 years for Goldeneye to come out on the N64. Oh, that would be awful. Mind you, I mean, that would be at least a goal to strive for. It's like, this is pretty shit right now, but at least I'm going to get four-player split-screen Goldeneye on a 14-inch CRT monitor Ooh. in 10 years. <laughs> so. Oh, Golden. Now, now, that's nostalgia. Right yeah, there. The, yeah. And, and well, that's one of the few things that I find has actually lived up to my memory of it, because I have played Goldeneye recently on a on an N64 emulator, and yeah. it's just as much just as much fun. It is, actually, yeah. I haven't played Goldeneye on an emulator. I was playing Perfect Dark recently. Another good game. Um, well, it's made by the same studio. Yeah, it's, it? was, yeah. they're both by Rare. It was basically the sequel to Goldeneye. But, yeah, because playing it on an N64, and you realise it's so... I mean, I mean, you can't you can't do it these days on a CRT. No. Getting, like, three frames per second. You were lucky getting three frames per second. <laughs> yeah. No, the, I think going, going back to... To the 80s I mean I'd like to think that I'd be able to make loads and loads of money because you know what's going to happen mm. like betting on sporting events but I'd forget all the sporting events and the results because I know nothing about sport that's so that's true. out I suppose you'd have to aim for the more general things like you could be like the first big YouTuber because as soon as YouTube comes up you would know that in the future that's going to be one of the big ways that people absorb their information and their entertainment from so you could be one of the first channels to really sort of set yourself up as as, as whatever you wanted yeah so I think you'd have to go because yeah you, you're not going to go back there and then 20 years later remember what the euro million tickets were yeah so you can't remember the specifics no oh well bitcoin bitcoin <laughs> oh, God. an awful lot of bitcoin yeah well we we did we did invest in some bitcoin i remember i did and i, I think i really depressingly once worked out that if i just kept hold of it it'd be worth tens of thousands <laughs> <laughs> but I think I sold it for about two hundred pounds at the time. Well, I mean, it's like anything really. There's no way you can ever really know. But I'll tell you what, I'd do um, as well as like making loads of money on like my amazing predictions. Once everybody starts realizing, how do you know all this is going to happen? It's like, well, you know, I'm just I can just see these things I just sort of see the information and I can figure out what's going to happen with like like these companies and stuff it's going to be like Cartman on South Park <laughs> exactly but then what I do is once people are cottoned onto this and they're asking me Michael what shall I do what shall I invest in anybody I don't like I just give them the Ooh, worst advice good yeah all your money on Enron <laughs> 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 nah, nah, forget Apple. That's going nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Nobody cares about that crap. Now, yeah. IBM is where you want to... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just awful investments. And yeah. then, I mean, I don't know, maybe that's a little sociopathic. Can't spell sociopathic without socio. Yeah, that's very true, actually. So, yeah, I'm uh, doing my bit for the uh, the society. Yeah. So, that's what I'd do. I'd, I'd turn into an awful rich god, basically. Nice. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know if I'd choose either option, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's not like you've actually got that. I'm not, I, I don't have some sort of time-travelling body placement device in, in my lounge. I'm not actually <laughs> offering 
offering you. I, I don't know if you if you realise that I'm not actually offering you the chance. What's the point in the question then? <laughs> wow, stupidly, I thought it might make for a humorous podcast segment. Oh, fair enough. Oh, yeah, I think it worked out all right. I I, th- I think uh, I would go monetarily or mon- monetary. I would I would go that option eventually, but so you'd be I've... option one out of the two options. Oh yeah, there. definitely. But I think I would for sure, re- especially if you went back to like a substantially young age, like f- say five, for example, yeah. with your memories, you could really freak out some adults, couldn't you? It reminds me of that scene from the Butterfly Effect where uh, have you seen that film? Oh yeah, yeah. Where he leaps back in time uh, and he's uh, he's in the body of his himself as a child and he turns around and calls the um the the pedophile dad he calls him out doesn't he yeah but, but he does it in a way that no child you know no child would speak like that so yeah I, i'd love to just start walking around as a five-year-old speaking like some english gent from uh from downton abbey and uh you know when my mum says brad do you want fish fingers for chips i'll go brad doth not want fish fingers for chips mother <laughs> And just, you know, just really got spinning adults out. Yeah. Well, you could do it uh, as well, because, I mean, you'd you'd sort of, you'd have your adult memories, so you'd know how to get around the world and stuff. So I'd um, I'd apply for jobs yeah. and then turn up as like a five, six-year-old. Yeah, right, uh, a really, really good CV, post it through. and. Oh, hi there. Uh, yeah, Mr. Mr. Smith, isn't it? Hi, thanks for... Thanks for seeing me today. Obviously, my voice would be slightly lower when I was five. And then when they say, uh, what's going on here? You know, explain to them, I'm, I'm here for the interview. I mean, they're like, oh, just a cute look at, don't, don't call me little you kid. Could, you could, you could really just play with it, couldn't you? Just, yeah. just, just come across so fed up, like, oh, not this again. Look, this will go a lot quicker if you just shut up, sit down, and interview me. <laughs> yeah. Imagine a five year old saying that to you, yeah. like, uh, Okay. Maybe they'd start to think that, I don't know, you had some sort of um, developmental, physical developmental issue. And then they start feeling really awkward about it. And then you'd probably end up getting the job. But then imagine if you had some weird knock-on effect that they reintroduced child labour because they realised, well, look at this five-year-old. He's perfectly capable of uh, working <laughs> yeah. 40 hours a week. I've never seen anything like this. And all of a sudden, in you know the, the age we're in now, kids as young as five are expected to go to work. <laughs> all because of you. Oh, damn it. There's always consequences. But, you know, at least you could have some fun. Yeah. But you're saying this isn't actually an option. No, unfortunately. Right, it's disappointing. Yeah. (laughs) We'll put it in the back burner. I mean, we've got a basic grasp of of science. I'm sure we could figure something out at some point. Yeah, I could use a Bunsen burner. Yeah, maybe maybe we could charge. We could do like a fairground ride. People (laughs) come along, pay five pounds, they get a token... Pop it in the machine, and then bing, bam, boom, they're back as a five-year-old. So with being John Malkovich realms yeah, now. Yeah, it'd be great. Imagine that. You go back, and you're in your, your body as a child, but everybody else that's a child is actually an adult as a child. It'd be the weirdest primary school, wouldn't it? It'd be like, <laughs> be like a call centre or something, just work like, all right, Dave, how's your day? <laughs> Sipping your coffee, like, oh, knackering. The kids have been keeping... Well, I suppose you wouldn't have kids, but you couldn't yeah, father a child no. at five. To be fair, the thing is, though, if everybody did it, then you'd basically just have a world of... Mind you... Would have super intelligent five year olds. Yeah. But then I suppose that you'd still have the adults there. Yeah. The people in the future. Wondering what the hell's gone on all of a sudden. Yeah. When all their kids have just suddenly turned into like 50 year old people trapped inside. The child uprising. We demand respect. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
I'll give that a go. Right, what else you got for me today? That a was a good segue, wasn't it? It was a good segue. <laughs> I did find a, a humorous story the other day in the, on, the, on the news. Go on. I thought. Uh, it's got a lovely photo of a, of a duck and a chicken. And it says, meet RJ, the chicken, who thinks he's a duck. Right, one it's, of these. Uh, this unlikely situation blossomed when he became best friends with Ducky after the pair hatched at the same time. And this has absolutely no relevance to today's topic or to the podcast, but I just thought it was a neat story about a duck and a chicken who've grown up together, and they both think that they're the same. And that really speaks volumes in today's world, doesn't it, about society and how we view each other. Or not. We view each other as ducks or chickens. Well, I'm a duck. Okay. And you're a chicken by the signs of things? Yeah. Well, there we go. We get along. Yeah. See, perfect. Is that the whole story? Yeah, they basically live together in a cage. <laughs> they grew up together and the duck thinks it's a chicken or the chicken thinks it's a duck and they I, they waddle around the same. And... I can't help but feel that maybe this is more about the people that own the duck and the chicken. Oh, so what, nature over nurture? Uh, or nurture over nature? Or nurture over nurture? Yeah. I guess it's, like, it's people uh, imposing human characteristics onto animals. Yeah. Anthropomorphizing them, which happens a lot. When, you, like, you see, like, oh, the dog that thinks it's a cat because the cat likes to jump up things, and then you get a whole new story about it. And to be fair, we could probably just skip that story anyway because I've just had a look at the website and it's from 2018. Oh, so it? this happened quite some time ago. So by now, they probably hate each other. Oh, okay. They probably, <laughs> they probably started a band together, grew apart, created differences. One of them got into drugs and uh, they split the band up. So. And one of them's forgiven the other on social media, but the other one doesn't want anything to do with it. Nah, nah. So yeah, probably just skip that story then. Yeah, I sure. thought it was quite a humorous story. <laughs> It made me laugh. But, um, speaking of uh, humorous stories uh, and nostalgia, that's another thing that I'm um, touching on this week. Some of our humorous stories from the past. It's one thing that we do quite often when we're together, isn't it? Is reminisce about some of our some of our previous shenanigans and, yeah. and adventures. The good times before we became bitter, twisted, mid to late 30s men. Mid, mid to late 30s, yeah. Yeah. More mid. More mid. mid yeah, mid to mid late. <laughs> yeah. Is there, a, is there a midpoint? It's like you got north, south, mid, and, late, mid, and northwest, but then you got north, northwest. Is there a mid, mid, late, mid, mid thirties? Would it be mid, mid, late, mid, mid, late, mid, mid, late, mid thirties? Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. Old, old. <laughs> <laughs> I feel old when I wake up in the morning. Now it takes about ten. 20 seconds for my ankle to wake up ah. before I can walk down the stairs. I I did go through a period of like feeling old, thinking, oh, yeah, old. But then I thought, this is all this is all in my head. I actually feel, I still feel quite young, to be honest with you. <laughs> I can confirm he does feel very young. <laughs> confirm. You know, apart from my broken toe um, making me limp. That's not really to do with age. That's more to do with... Clumsiness. Yeah. Youthful vigour. Youthful vigour. There we go. But we have we have been on some uh, some fun trips in the past, and the, the reason I got onto to this as a subject was the other day I was talking to a friend, telling them about the time we uh, got a bonus in a previous job, and decided that uh, after a few drinks. We were going to go down to the local train station and uh, whatever the next train was that was leaving the station, we were going to get on that train and go to its final destination. Yeah. Groundbreaking idea. Uh, looking back on it now, if we videoed that, that would have made a great YouTube video. Oh, absolutely. And we, I guess we were thinking at the time where we're going to end up. Are we going to end up in... Uh, London, uh, maybe end up at an airport and then fly to Abu Dhabi or, yeah, well, I don't know why I said Abu Dhabi, that just came up. We could have ended up in Scotland. Anywhere. I mean, we're down, you know, in, in the southwest in Plymouth, so we've got the majority of the UK in front of us, with yeah. only a small portion behind us. Well, it's a royster. Yeah. 
So we headed down to the train station, and uh, do you recall the the next train to depart from the station? Newquay. Bloody Newquay. Yeah, was that 40 miles away? Four, yeah, about <laughs> 40 minutes journey in the direction behind us. But, I mean, we... We'd settled. We settled on that as you know. We, we had to go where the, the the next train went, so we couldn't break the the drunken rule that we'd made on that. So. No, no, absolutely not. There's absolutely no way out of it. Legally binding. So we had to end up on that train, going to Newquay, a little bit dejected. <laughs> yeah. I think it's safe to say because we were expend, uh, expecting some sort of glamorous adventure across the the country, miles away from home. But no, we probably could have walked there nearly as fast as we got <laughs> yeah. there by train. No, we had a, we had. A good time though. I mean, it wasn't quite the uh, the glitz and glamour of other places we could have ended up. No, but um, I think the first half of that trip, luck was really on our side because when we turned up, it was off season and all the hotels were empty. And I remember oh, true. the first hotel we went into, they turned around and said, "Pretty much the hotel's empty, bar about five rooms." So. We can give you a room for half the price. Like 20 quid or something. Yeah. So, I mean, luck was on our side with where we ended up because we got a cheap hotel room. Yeah. And then the debauchery began. Like debauchery, just very heavy drinking, really. <laughs> Pretty much. That's what leads to a lot of debauchery these days. Just yeah. ask Charlie Sheen or Mel Gibson. No, I don't want to talk to Mel Gibson. Yeah, it was, it's quite a few stories from uh, an incidents from that evening, if there's any that you particularly remember fondly. To be honest with you, the only thing I remember about that trip after getting the train is you setting fire to your face i did yes yeah flame and sambuca yeah I, I used to with flame and sambuca as most people would would light the shot and then drink the drink but i used to like pouring the sambuca into my mouth tipping my head back and then lighting the sambuca while it was in my mouth yeah that was a little party trick of mine um but i can't really remember i think maybe you may have made me laugh or the situation <laughs> made me laugh and the uh, the the on fire sambuca spilt down the front of my face and set my beard on fire. Flaming Brad Booker. Flaming Brad Beard Booker. <laughs> you idiot. But um, I suppose that mishap only really affected me. It was humorous for you. Yeah. I was the only one that was really put out by that. Unlike yourself who managed to fall into a table of women out on a Hindu and not only damaging yourself, but, you know, severely ruining their five minutes of fun that they were having in the nightclub. <laughs> in my defence, it was a shit nightclub, first of all, so mm. I can't imagine they were having that much fun. And also, in my defence... I don't really remember it that well, so for all I know, I was pushed. Well, I can confirm that you weren't pushed. Yeah, you would say that if you were the one who pushed me, though. Ah, the, yeah, but if I didn't push you, then I would also say that. So, where'd you go from there? Okay, you win this round. Ah, thank you. <laughs> we do reminisce a lot about the good old days. I mean, we've had a lot of a lot of good times together. I think the biggest thing we ever did, though, was... And this was particularly big for me when we went to New York. Oh, that um, was your first uh, big solo outing abroad, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, all by solo, like, without my family. Yeah. Because every other trip for me had been a trip down to France or up to York or Scotland or something with the caravan, which was, you know, good fun. But, uh, yeah, that was, that was me breaking loose. And break loose, you did. Yeah. <laughs> All over yourself, from what I remember. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, are we telling that story, are we? Oh, are we? I, I don't know. I don't well, why don't you tell that story? Tell that story, and then I'll correct all the misinformation. Okay. I don't know whether many of you listening have been to New York before, but there is uh, there's quite a lack of public bathrooms, public toilets. Um, yeah, sort, sort that out, New York. Yeah, sort it out, because New York listens to, to our podcast. And yeah. It messaged me and told me. Um, we were heading back from... Uh, we'd been out for the day somewhere, probably Times Square, or off to see the Statue of Liberty. Who knows? But on the way back on the on the subway, Michael was uh, increasingly needing to go to the toilet to the extent where you didn't think you were going to make it back to the to the hotel. But you luckily remembered that at the stop that we got off for our hotel, there was a McDonald's right outside the subway. So as we uh, we left, went up the stairs. Um, I bid my farewells to you as you went in to use the toilet. I headed back. Or rather, I just disappeared. You disappeared off and uh, screamed at me down the street, I'll see you back at the hotel. So I headed back to the hotel, got into the room, waited for you to turn up. And about five, ten minutes later, you rather sheepishly came walking into the (laughs) hotel room with a carrier bag covering your your front, trying to act nonchalant, walking over to your to your side of the room and and saying, Oh, nothing to nothing to see here. Not to those to that extent, but I could tell you were trying to hide something. No, no, no. I remember that very differently. Um right, right, right let's go right, we'll go back a little bit. I disappeared in, like, I was absolutely a critical point yeah. where there was literally nothing I could do short of finding the nearest loo. So I burst into McDonald's. Um, well, I didn't burst in. I, I walked very briskly into McDonald's, straight to the loo. Fortunately, even though there's only one loo there, it was empty. So I managed to get into into the loo, pretty much at tipping point. Tried to close the door, but it wouldn't lock. So I put my foot against the door and then leaned towards the toilet whilst sort of unfurling. unfurling. I think that's the politest way to put it. And it was at that unfurling point that I just hit the uh, hit the limit. Suddenly a cascade uh, <laughs> Deluge. sort of erupted across the McDonald's toilet room with me sort of heel against the door, lurching for the loo, essentially made a little bit of a mess in McDonald's toilet. And down the front of your jeans. Yeah, down the front of my jeans. Now, this is the point that I wanted to get to. So it was, I mean, I walked out quite sheepish, well, not sheepishly, but I walked out very briskly uh, of, of McDonald's. Got a funny look from one of the, the people who worked in there. Well, he hasn't bought anything, I don't think he cared. Walked back to the, the hotel room. I wasn't that sheepish when I got back. You were quite sheepish. I was quite open about it. I said, I had an accident. <laughs> you were covering your front with a carrier bag. Well, yeah. I mean, I just walked all the way through through New York with a big, a small, a small patch. Medium. A small patch on me. Medium wee-wee patch. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm happy to talk about it. As a warning to others. Yes, yes. Be prepared. Yeah. And also, beware the ridiculously massive soft drinks in New mm. York. A bottle of Mountain Dew doesn't need to be that big. No. It really doesn't. No, it really doesn't. But your bladder also doesn't need to be that small. No, I do have a ridiculously you do, small You do bladder. enjoy, if you, uh, if you were single and you had a dating site, under hobbies, it would list urination. It's one of your favourite <laughs> things to do. Oh, I could have marked my territory around. It, it turned into a good memory. It does. It does. What could have been very embarrassing. If anything, you've got a funny anecdote that you can break out on podcasts or when the time requires you to. That's true. We do we do talk a lot about sort of what happened in the past, though, like things like that, amusing stories. Yeah, and like um, 
And this could be the thing about nostalgia. You've got all these memories and stuff, and um, potentially, I mean, do you, you want to make new memories. I mean, it's good to have these uh, memories and stuff, but we sort of reminisce and, like, pine for the past. I think that's where um, it's very similar, I suppose, to, to addiction, is that uh, everything's fine as long as it doesn't start negatively impacting on your life. So it's fine to, to reminisce and, and to think about the past. And I think one of the reasons that we tend to do that quite a lot is... Because the very premise of this podcast is that we're in our mid to mid mid late mid thirties, and mid, late. yeah, mid mid late, and we've not really done an awful lot with our lives. Yeah, reminiscing about the times when we were doing things is, is quite comforting to us. But yeah, yeah. As you say, you've got to move forward and make new memories because that's when things like nostalgia and remembering and living in the past become a problem is when they start negatively impacting on your life. You don't want to do anything new because all you want to do is think about stuff that's happened. And yeah. The future could never compare to the romantic past that you used to live in, which, you know, it is never the case. As much as you might think that's the case, it's never the case. Because I, I would guess for most people, if you looked back with fresh eyes now on the things that you used to to enjoy doing when you were younger they're not as good as you remember. Yeah. And I, d- I don't think peeing across McDonald's um, <laughs> no, is as good as I remember. No. Uh, no, it's not something I think I'll keep on doing. But but we have, we again have had that conversation recently as well in, in terms of remembering things. Uh, and I think we were discussing um, some of the cartoons we used to watch as children. Yeah. And in your minds... Oh, cartoons these days or shows these days, they're nothing like the shows <laughs> that we used to have as children. Don't believe it. Fantastic. But yeah, you sit down and watch an episode of something like Thundercats and realise that they reuse the same panel 27 times in an episode and you actually realise that it's one of the worst produced kids TV shows that ever existed. Oh, it's so bad. I, I mean, that's a big regret going back and watching that. It's, I mean, they, they reuse the same story pretty much. I mean, well, most like serialised things uh, do that, but Oh my god, I, I can't even begin to describe how bad that show is. Leave it in the past. You've got to, haven't you? You've got to leave yeah. these things. You've got to leave these things in the past. And this is again part of the reason why we started this podcast is because we want to do something together. Because we're we're good friends, yeah, and we we do a lot of stuff together. But we wanted to do something that was looking forward rather than looking back for a change. Yeah. Speaking of looking, <laughs> sorry, just to touch on that subject again. I also watched um, a couple of episodes of He-Man the other day as well. Why? I know. Although, that does have a redeeming quality. I do love the morals at the end. I, I'll be honest with you, I can't remember much about the He-Man shows. I remember the characters, but I couldn't remember a single plot from an episode or a, a, or whether they had moral endings to them. Oh so. well, yeah, so basically, uh, the Prince Adam and everybody, they were having a lovely time. Skeletor would do something. Naughty Skeletor. Naughty Skeletor. Prince Adam would turn into He-Man. Battle Cat, being a bit of a pussy, he'd turn in... No. What's it? Cringer. What Cringer. 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 Uh, be, he but, was a pussy. He was a pussy. With that. It's, technically, he was. Yeah. Um, and he turned into Battle Cat. They'd beat Skeletor and out against all the odds. Uh, and then he'd do his moral at the end remember kids I, I can't do I can't no, do it that was carry on yeah. you've committed to that voice remember kids in this episode we saw Skeletor try to bring down the economy with um, some I, I can't remember the, uh, what he used to do starting a tech company that was really 
bad and um so don't do that used used illegal migrant labor exactly so don't use illegal migrant labor kids and then that was it i mean they're pretty poor morals but it's one of those things that they oh i hate using this term so bad it's good no it was so bad it was bad but it, it you can sort of laugh at it but other than that absolutely awful i think you've got to do especially with with things like that with with lessons at the end of episodes, you've got to do it properly, haven't you? If if you do it in that way, it's just so cringy. Whereas if you watch something like South Park, pretty much every South Park episode has a moral yeah. woven into it. it, but it they woven do it in, so exactly. well. Yeah it's, yeah, it's not in your face like like yeah. he man. They were almost like PSAs, weren't they? Public service announcements at the end. You know, I, I often expected him to turn around and you know he'd give his his little speech and then say. This was sponsored by. It was, you know, it's very much out of. Oh, absolutely, out of the yeah. Norm. yeah, but yeah, you're absolutely right with South Park. But I mean, that's the power of satire, really. I tell you, one show, one one thing that I loved from being a child. I mean, Thundercats was always my favourite uh, show because it had the best intro music. And Chitara was thick. What stupid? No, with two C's. Really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> she. Um, she. Batman. Batman the animated series. I think for the most part that still holds up. Yeah, I. I never watched a lot of that when I was younger. Really? I, yeah. That I, surprises me actually. I was very. I. I know. I. I never really understood how my parents used to let me and my brother get away with it but uh, we used to rent a lot of uh, manga videos from the video shop uh, okay. down by us so i grew up on a lot of the manga series like dominion tank police guyver uh, things like that they were all 18 oh yeah and, you know, people being ripped apart and... yeah i was i was probably 12 13 at the time and my brother was uh, about nine <laughs> So I watched a lot of that, and then um, Dragon Ball Z. I was always very much more into my sort of Japanese anime and manga than yeah. a lot of the the Western style of stuff. But well, one very quick story about about that, which I find quite funny, was I do remember as a as a young child being given some money to go down to the local video shop on my birthday to go and <laughs> rent a film. I think it was like fifty p back then. Yeah. And I must have probably been around nine at the time, uh, nine, ten maybe. So I went down to the local video store to, to rent a film for my birthday. And I walked in there and on the shelf I saw the, the cover for Child's Play. I think it was Child's Play 2. Okay. <laughs> and I saw Chucky, Chucky the doll and I thought, oh, he looks, he looks nice, doesn't he? A little doll. I took it up to the counter. The woman didn't even bat an eyelid. She was just like, yeah, 50p. Thank you very much. Here's your tape. Please rewind it when you bring it back. Thank you very much. <laughs> I remember taking it home and my mum was like, oh, what you got there? And I said, oh, it's a film about a doll. And I sat down and watched it. She was just getting on with whatever she was doing. And then I remember sitting down with my little brother. He was about four years younger than me at the time. And popping Charles play on and, and I think it was the second one and one of the first scenes Chucky pops up in the back of some some car that a guy sat behind the wheel and puts cling film around his face and suffocates him <laughs> to death and I just remember my mum coming into the lounge because me and my brother were just behind the sofa screaming ah <laughs> oh, excellent and then you couldn't get away with that these days either could you even back then you could go down to the local convenience shop for, um, for your parents, buy a pack of fags with a little note saying, give him 20 fags, please, 20, 20 Marlboro. Yeah. 
is some money, and then you get the fags and take them up to your yeah to your folks. But well, you, you especially couldn't do it with videos now because now you have to go online and get past that um, that infallible security device that says, "Are you over eighteen? Yes or no?" Yeah, that. How do you get around that? Difficult. Yeah, um, I find the only real way to do it and takes. I'll be honest, it takes balls of steel and a really steady nerve. Is you've got to take your finger and you've got to hover it over the button that says yes. There's nobody going to do that. There's no children going to do it's, that. It's it's hard. I'll be honest yeah. with you. But you get a real sense of achievement once you've done it. <laughs> and you click that yes button. I'm elite hacksaw. Next, the Pentagon. I sp- speaking of like scary movies, I remember this from when I was a child. Uh, I I never sort of rented anything on my own like that. We didn't have a rental store anywhere near us where I grew up. But um, my my older brother or one of my older brothers, he's about. Uh, it's what eleven years older than me. Um, I think I was probably about five, five or six. Um, would have been because it was before I moved out from Cornwall. He got me with this every time, but he'd put on a film um, and he'd say, "Oh yeah, do you want to sit down and watch this film, Michael?" So yeah, what is it? Oh, it's it's a new Disney film. It was never a Disney film. Um, it was always some like eighties horror slasher movie, which then I'd be sort of mentally scarred, mentally scarred by, like, um, I don't know, Friday 13th or um, what's it called? The Nightmares one. Oh, Night- oh the, the Ewok movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, God. Oh no, if I'd been shown the Ewok movie, that, that would have put me over the edge, I think. That's one thing I don't have any real nostalgia for is Star Wars. No. I like them, but I don't care. <laughs> It's very hotly, uh, hotly debated, isn't it? Yeah, and it's I'm the same as you in, in with that respect. That I think they're good films, but yeah. I never, I never got into that hype when I was younger about them. No, I mean it, it did. Come, I mean the the original hype sort of came after us, I suppose. So I, I guess if you had been in amongst that, it might have been different. Um, yeah, maybe if we'd been born five, five, six years earlier. So that when they when they came out, we were maybe yeah a little bit older yeah or oh, mind you even then what was it seventy seven yeah the first one so even then I mean, what I yeah ninety three yeah. eighty three so yeah I, I, I guess fifteen years younger than yeah I guess my my um my older brother probably would have been born around that time but then I, we didn't really have a cinema going family so he probably wouldn't have even seen them I first I tell you when I first saw uh, Star Wars was. 1997. It's very uh, specific. Yeah, it's because it was the 20 year anniversary when they did the re-releases. Oh, was that on the the, the big chunky VHS gold covered box set? Oh no, it's, they they did them in the uh, they re-released them in the cinema. That's when they oh, did the special editions right, with yeah, uh, yeah. all the god awful special effects mm. um, that they added in. I mean, I, I knew about Star Wars. I mean, I, I lived in a world of Star Wars, and like everybody at school was a fan of Star Wars. Never seen them, so I went and saw them, and I thought, yeah, they were alright. Didn't like Just, the one with the teddy bears no <laughs> i saw that I, re- I remember seeing the ewok movie when i was a child you actually saw it i think that was one that we did rent as a, <laughs> as, a as a family or as a child yeah those things creeped me creeped me the fuck out yeah. uh, warwick davis he's got a lot to answer for <laughs> such a short man i hold a lot of resentment towards him what was the story of was it oh, Car- caravan of courage or something i don't remember i can barely remember last week yeah. unless something really touched me when i was younger that sounds weird <laughs> <laughs> Unless something really moved me when I was younger and I really enjoyed it, I just I think I've just wiped a lot of stuff from my memory. Yeah, I just think, well, enough. no point remembering. So I couldn't tell you what. There's too much input it was about. when you're a child. Too much going in. You yeah. remember everything. It's just everything coming at you constantly. Barrage of information and just touching on the subject of things we 
just going back, we were talking about cartoons. I remember the first American cartoon that I ever watched, um, which was a revelation at the time because I just like watched like Rhubarb and Custard and stuff like that on the uh, on one of the four channels, and then. Suddenly, one day, one of the TV shows, I can't remember which, one of the kids' shows, they started playing uh, Turtles, Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. Oh, I used to love the Turtles. And like, as a kid growing up in the countryside and then suddenly hearing the theme tune, Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles, it was amazing. But, I mean, it's a terror. I've, I've watched it since and it, again, it is god-awful. Yeah, I have a, a very fond memory of that sort of awakening something in me. I absolutely, I loved the Turtles. So did my, my younger brother and we've got a, a family VHS tape from a Christmas where we're unwrapping presents and my brother unwraps. Uh, they had some park bit character that popped up once and he was like part Triceratops and I just remember the sign my brother unwrapping this present and going oh my god he's a triceratops <laughs> he went american yeah he was american for some reason <laughs> and uh yeah massive i had pretty much every action figure going mm. and um i remember yeah the movies these this first live action the first live action film i still love that film now it hasn't aged well in terms of of anything of, of script, story of structure story, but special effects yeah no the animatronics were really good actually some the of the, yeah and no, they I, still I, hold I, up i'll grant you that actually action figures it was always a kid down my road about all the action figures just to mention that he had everything from every single big american did you steal many of them no i don't no. know i was a good child i find that hard to believe i was i was i was an angel I was actually an angel. I was um, sickeningly sweet. Oof. I had a sickeningly sweet haircut to go with it. Did you, did you have a little bowl haircut? I don't know what I had, to be honest with you. It was just, you know, whatever the barber, the local 90-year-old barber decided to do at the time. Short back and sides. It was always short back and sides, yeah. I, I mean, I yeah... It, I don't think I ever had a bowl cut, to be honest. I had a wedge, like an undercut, oh, a wedge no. cut. Yeah, with big, uh, oh, big curtains. You awful human being. Mm. <laughs> it was the style at the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there was no style down in Cornwall. It was just, <laughs> you get what you're given. That's pretty much it, really. Well, I guess we've rambled on long enough. We do like to ramble. That's true. Well, we should uh, we should go out and we should uh, pick some apples and make a... An apple and ramble pie. No, sorry, that doesn't make any sense. I don't want to respond to that. Because uh, it's a bramble. What's oh, bramble? I get it now. It's quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, um, thank you all for listening. We'll be back next week. Where can where can people find us? Well, we are everywhere now. Everywhere. We have tendrils creeping out into the deepest, darkest corners of the internet. Right. Nice. Um, so you can find us on Facebook. At, we'll start tomorrow. And um, we are on Twitter at WSTUK Podcast. And you can also find us now on iTunes and Spotify. The best way, though, if you guys want to get anything onto the show, if you'd like to speak to us about anything, and anything you'd like to bring up or discuss, anything that we talked about, you can email us at willstarttomorrow at gmail.com. Excellent. And uh, just in the interest of impartiality, you can find us on other smaller podcast providers. Yeah, but nah. But, you know, just listen to us wherever you can, really. Yeah. we. Um, if you follow us on Facebook or Twitter, then we always post any of our updates on there. So you could just click the link and it will take you to, the, to our host, uh, which is Spreaker. Yeah. And you can download and listen through there. And um, if you get the chance, if you could drop us a like or whatever you do now to engage, 
that would be really helpful. Yeah, yeah, we'd really appreciate that. And if you have enjoyed the show, if you genuinely have enjoyed it, if you could drop us a review on any of the sites as well, that would always go down a treat. Yeah. And cash. (laughs) We just lost our fan base. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thank you very much for listening. And we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.